let's talk about Pesach. Pesach, what's the story of Passover? Let me tell you the story of Pesach, the way I see it. Hashem had his children who were in Mitzrayim. We were Oivdi Avaydazar, Memtashari Tumma, almost in Sharnun. He decided that he wants to take us out of Mitzrayim. I think this would have been a beautiful story if it went like this. Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, guess what? I'm taking them out of Mitzrayim. Go tell them to do tshuva. Spend one day fasting and, and, uh, and davening. And, and, and then after one day of fasting and davening, I want you to have the next day tomorrow at 12 o'clock, everybody's going to take the internet, the, the iPad, and you're going to smash it. Everyone's going to take the Avaidu Zara, and they're going to smash it. And when they smash it, I'm going to start doing makis to the Egyptians. Dam I'm going to turn over the world. I'm going to take you out of jail, out of Mitzrayim, Eretz Aretz. But you have to just do a maisa. I'll do the miracle. But you've got to do something. You go ahead and break that Avaidu Zara, <laughs> smash it, and do tshuva, and I'm pulling you out. And everybody in, in Kaiso would have said, wow, this is great. We're slaves. We're going to be free. Right? We're, we're, we're horrible. We don't want to be horrible. We're going to be close to Hashem. We're going to have 49 days after Kriya Samson. We're going to have Kabbalah Satayra. We're going to reach the highest level. We're going to go to Eretz Yisrael. This is great. And we're not going to have to work anymore. We're not going to have the men doing the ladies' works and the lady doing the men's work. We're not going to have children that are put in walls to die. Imagine if, if, if Moshe Rabbeinu would have come to Auschwitz. Guess what? I just spoke to the Americans. They said... Just do one thing today, right? Hashem said, if you're going to do tshuva today, we're going to send in the American army and rescue you. We'll do it. It's a great story. The problem is, it never happened. Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, tell Klal Yisrael, do nothing. Pari, Pari, or Pari, I forgot the Lushen. Tell him, B'ni B'chayri Yisrael. Do you know who you're messing with? Before we did tshuva, before we did anything, we're on the Mem Teshari Tuma, we stopped giving a bris to our kids. We stopped everything. We're on the bottom, bottom, bottom. And Hashem says, go to Pari and tell him, Yisrael. What does B'nivachayri Yisrael mean? Medrash says, fascinating. Hashem has two children. One child is called Klal Yisrael. How do we know? We are Hashem's child. But Hashem has another child. Angels. Malachim are called B'nai Elikim. Frek the Medrash, Hashem has two children, angels and Klai Yisrael. Frek the Medrash, which one does Hashem love more? See, love is even the word love. It's not an American thing. It's in the Medrash. Which child does Hashem love more? Think about it one second. What do you mean, which child does Hashem love more? Who, which kid do you love more? The angel, who always comes home with a hundred matsuyin matsuyin and does whatever you want. The APK, the autopilot kid, or the one, I'm Kshayayrev. We don't stop screwing up. So you have one child, the angels that never mess up, and the other one is a constant problem. Hashem is so busy with our chatoim and with, with all stuff, right? So which one does he love better? Hashem loves Klal Yisrael more than angels. How do you know? Because it says, You're my Bechar. Now, really, the Malachim were created first, before people. So they're the Bukhar. Because Hashem loves us so much, He calls us a Lashon of Ava and Chiba, and He calls us the Bukhar. But one second, when did Hashem say that I love you more than angels? When? By Kabbal Satira? No. In Mitzrayim, Erva Sa'aretz, Goy of Goy, serving oil, spitting in His face. We spit in His face. We took His Kaychas and Nefesh that He gave us, and we 
We, we actually, the measure says that we didn't even just go to bow idols. We didn't want to have to travel to the cities, to their big churches or whatever the idol places are called. They built Shtiblach nearby. So they, they built Shtiblach means that they had energy and they had money. When they build stuff, that's what you do with the energy and money that you have. You build a getchka shtibel. I mean, obviously, we needed to have, you know, the constant minyan of 9, 9, 15, 9, 30, 9, 45. The guy probably at 7. We needed to have coffee and stuff, you know, whatever. So we had like a, what do they call it? Minion factory. Yeah, the minion factory. <coughs> so that's why we had to build our own shtibel. But the fact is that we had energy to build. We had a building campaign, a building fund. We spent money on it. We built it, right? So why did we do it? Because we were bad. So why did Hashem say, I love you, B'ni B'chari Yisrael, more than Malachi Asharis? So really, if you think about Pesach, that's the story. Big deal, Hashem did miracles. He always did miracles. The story is, we were nobodies. We were on the bottom of the world, Berachnis and Begashmis. We were on the bottom of the world. Nobody cared about us. We were not special. He didn't choose the Arabian princes on their white horses to be his people. He chose us. And he said, you're going to be my nation. And when he did that, we were nobodies. And we weren't even good Jews. That's the story of Pesach. That's the story that we want to teach our kids. That's the story that we want to tell the kips. That you should know that you don't think Hashem doesn't love you. Because even when we were on the Mem Teshari bowing down to idols, Hashem said, B'ni B'chari Yisrael, I love you. And he did amazing miracles for us. Not only that, Ani Hashem, Ani Malach. Why couldn't Hashem send the Malach? The answer is because the Malachim didn't want to save us. Because they said we're bad. Hashem says, you know what, I'll do it myself. Not only that, Hashem never went into Mitzrayim. When Hashem wanted to go into Mitzrayim, He would tell Moshe Rabbeinu, when He wanted to talk to Moshe Rabbeinu, He told Moshe Rabbeinu, go outside of the city, I want to come talk to you. Why didn't Hashem go into Mitzrayim? Because it's Erev it's, Hashem, it's going to Vegas. Hashem doesn't go to Vegas. Right? He doesn't go to Erev Sa'aretz. He doesn't go into the Tumah of Mitzrayim, the world's worst Tumah in the world. So Moshe Rabbeinu had to go out. But all of a sudden, when it came to Makas Pachiris, Ani Hashem, he goes, Rabarti Be'eretz Mitzrayim, Balayla Hashem, and says, I'm going myself. I'm not sending my shliach to go pick up my kid from the rehab with a limousine, or with Uber, or with car service, or my friend, go pick up my kid. Papa's coming. What do you mean, Papa? You're going to take off a day of work, and you're going to come down to the rehab? Yeah, because you need to know how much I care about you. That was pumping up our self-esteem. Hashem says, Ani Hashem, Ani Malach. I'm doing it myself because you're my kid and I'm coming to rescue you. And even though you look like blank, because we weren't even, we were nobodies. We were messed up. Coming with me. Coming with me. And Hashem took care of us. He took us into the Midbar. We had Avedazar in the Midbar and Hashem carried us in the Midbar. So Gemara says, You're not allowed to carry a stone. But you are allowed to carry on Shabbos your child who can walk. Because So the Gemara asks, so what if your son is holding the stone? The stone is muktza for you, but the boy is, is, is not muktza for you. Are you allowed to carry your child while he's holding a stone on Shabbos? Because you're carrying the stone. So the Gemara answers, a raya that you're allowed to. Because Hashem carried us in the Midbar, and we had Avodah Zarah in our hands. Hashem would never carry an Avodah Zarah. It's muktza. But you see that you're allowed to carry your child, even if he's holding a stone on Shabbos, doesn't count. Hashem carried us. Hashem gave us mon in the Midbar. They took, some people took the mon, or makrav, the actual piece of the mon, to Avedazar, to the ego. And the Medrash says, guess what happened the next day? Again, they got mon. 
Your kid wants money, okay? And he goes ahead and he uses it for Avaidazara. The next day you give him money again. Because if you stop giving mon, you stop giving money, you're out of business. You're not a provider. Hashem knew, knew and felt, I am your provider. I will always be your provider. That is not stopping. Hashem gives us energy. We do Averis. He gives us energy anyway. He pays our bills, like the Talmud Devari says. Talmud Devari says that when we do an Avera, we create a Mashkis. The Mashkis wants to kill us. Hashem, Zon umefarnes ha'olam. Hazan is ha'olam kule. What does it mean? Keshem shemefarnes. Each person, he gives you parnasa. He gives parnasa. He gives sustenance, mazayim, to the Mashkisim, that they shouldn't come after you. And because ein tzadik ba'aretz ha'shiyasa toivalayechta, means that everybody here does averis, and you have mashchisim that want to kill you, and the only reason you're here is because Hashem is paying off those mashchisim. So your kid, unfortunately, owes the drug dealer money, and he's going to come and break your kid's legs. So kashem she mafarnis all the kids in Kailul, you mafarnis the mashchisim also. Listen, lay off my kid until, because one day he's going to do tshuva. And that's what Hashem did for us. Now, let's take it to the next level. Pesach. You're going to have kids around the table. Now, listen to this. Your mitzvah is Laman Tesaper, Ba'oznei Bincha, Uben Bincha, Es Asher Salafi B'Mitzrayim. Mitzvah is saying the Torah, V'yigadatu Bincha, right? You can't do that if you don't have your Bincha. <coughs> I had a family that didn't come to me, and they told their kid, you're not welcome to come home for Pesach. So really, you can't be Yitzah, Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, without your Bincha, you need the Bincha. Isn't that true? How you can have Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim you don't have a Bincha? Even, doesn't matter what your Bincha is, because when you look around, Chacham, Mahu Aymer, Rasha, Mahu Aymer, he's also at the, at the Seder. This far I'm talking about, it's obviously not a real Russia because he's at the club, what's he doing at the Seder? At the Seder, right? So this far I'm talking about that. Learn the Sipur Shalom on Rasha, Mahu Aymer. It's beautiful. Beautifully explains what the problem is. The Rasha had a self-esteem problem. He says, And we tell him, what do you mean, Lachem? We're going to Davin, why don't you come with us? It's not about us. Hashem wants to hear your tefillahs also. The Rasha says, no, 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 no. Hashem's not interested in me. You know what I did? You know what Averis I did? Hashem's not interested in me. That's what's wrong with him. And that's what we tell him. Guess what? In Mitzrayim, we were just as bad as you. But you know what? We believed says we believe in ourselves that Hashem still loves us and that's how we got out with that attitude you wouldn't have gotten out not because you're bad because we were worse but because you don't believe that Hashem still loves you the way that you are and that's really the four banim, right? now remember very important when you're looking around and you say you point to the matzah don't point to your wife. I tried that. It was not pleasant. Okay? But when you're going around by the bottom, don't say, Rasha, my man, look at your kid who's a, uh, and say, huh? Don't point him. Okay? It's very delicate. The kid knows I'm not the Chacham. I'm definitely not a Tom. I'm definitely not a Shani the Elishal. So I guess I'm the Russia. Okay, representing the Rasha, I meant to say that here I am. Okay? I'm the Russia. Someone had to be here. I'm here. Russia, this is a Russia. These are hurt kids who always make us look good when we invest in them. Because they're our sweetest, nicest kids. They're hurting, they're going through a hard time. When you boost their self-esteem, you tell them they're very tired, that makes them feel wanted. It says in the Siva Shalom from the, I think, Lechavitcha, or the Kubrina, it says that if a person does, Avera HaChamura B'Yosef, 
Now, he doesn't have pictures. I don't know what he means. But it's Avera Hamura B'Yosef. And after he's finished, he doesn't, he's not ready to go daven for Hashem because he thinks Hashem doesn't want to hear his tefillah. He didn't walk over the threshold of Judaism. If you think that after you did the worst Avera in the world, and they, you're, you're going by and they say, no, we need a center. You say, <laughs> Hashem's not, not right now. Okay? And Hashem's not interested. You're not even in the building. You didn't cross over the beginning of understanding Yiddishkeit. That that's what Hashem wants to hear from you even more. That Hashem never separates from us. Ani Hashem, itam, The Basayin says, the same way that if you don't believe Ani Hashem, you're a Apikairis, so too, if you don't believe Hashem, itam, you're an Apikairis. If your message to your children is that Hashem is not with you, because I am not with you, it's apikursis. If you show your kid, I represent God. I'm your father. Right? Hashem is compared to a father. And I can't look at you. You're so bad that I can't look at you. Then they believe that Hashem can't look at them. There's a kid that I, I, I is very, very, very close to me. And when he was young, he got a lot of pets from his father and a lot of pain from his father. And he told me now, he's from Baruch Hashem, and he's really repaired his life. It doesn't look like the way he grew up, but he's Shem Shabbos and all of that. Rosh Hashanah time, he does not say, Kerachim of Avonim, Kein Terachim Hashem Aleinu. He says, Kerachim Eim Avonim, because his mother was always there for him. He says, I can't, I don't want Hashem to be Kerachim of Avonim, because then I'm dead. And he once asked his father, how come you always criticize me? Why don't you ever tell me a good word? His father said, you ever get pulled over when you're driving by a cop? And he says, I pulled you over, I just wanted to let you know you're doing fine. So it's not a job of a cop, and it's not the job of a parent. I'm here to tell you when you're screwing up. It's a shaita. He happens to be a shaita. A smart shaita. Those are the worst shaita. Because he's so smart, he won't learn. But he's real. He doesn't understand. That's not your job. Your job is to show the kid, I believe in you, and I love you, and boost them, and, and give them love. Because they can't get that from anybody else. And if you don't give it, they'll go looking for it. From, without discretion from anybody who will give it to them. Okay. So Pesach, we have the Chacham, the Rasha, the Tam, the Sheni, the Elisha, but they're at the Seder, okay? And we have to boost each kid that they should understand that this is the story of Mitzrayim. The story of Mitzrayim was not that a bunch of Tzadikim and Chassidim and people who are doing the right thing with white shirts on Shabbos got rescued from Mitzrayim. No, we were wearing black shirts on Shabbos. We were Oyvde Avoyde Zarah, and Hashem said, I'm crazy about you. I love you more than angels. That's, that's what happened. That's the real story. Is this the New Testament? No, this is the Old Testament. This is the original story. Okay? Learn to see Vishalom on Pesach. Or, I'm making a plug, I'll make a dollar twenty-five. You can buy GPS, make a dollar twenty-five. And the whole four thing is about that. And to boost up, to understand, to show these kids, say, wow, look at that. You know what I learned? When I had home sweet home kids at my table on Shabbos, and I would open up a Nesiv Shalom, I didn't learn with them. I would say, okay, I have a shtickle tire. And I would say a piece of Nesiv Shalom. Their eyes would open wide, their mouths would drop, and they would say, like, how come nobody ever told me that? How come nobody ever told me that if you struggle and you, you, you do something bad, that Hashem loves you the same and he, he's, he's there for you? How come Hashem never explained? How come nobody ever told me this? One by one, they had so much pain. These kids were already 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. They grew up in Best Meisters. We paid $100,000 of tuition, and, and we forgot to tell them all these things. And they, they would say, Wow. So if you open up, you can, you can give a chuckle from there around and say, what are you laughing at? You listen to this story. The stories are very cute and they're very funny. And then you see, and, and here's the moral of the story. That the Medrash says that actually Hashem loves, and you bring out whatever it is. Right? What does the Zaire say? Iluyadu barnash kama 
I forgot the words. Kama, if a person would know how much Hashem loves him, he would run after him like a lion. If a Yid would know, I don't know what's called Barnash, but if a Yid would know how much Hashem is crazy about you, he would run, Shoyagim Kikfir Lemirdaf Abasrei. Okay? And guess what? You know what you tell your kids? Wow, look what I just learned. You know what the Zayar says? That if you daven, it means more to Hashem than if I daven. You ever hear this? Yeah, it's not as true. Shivcha? No. Shivcha da'asa me'asar rechika kriva yatir gabe malka. Eight words. Shivcha da'asa me'asar rechika. Shvach, praise that comes from far away, is more precious to the king. Not at that stage. You as parents can't do it. But this is, you could say it to your other kids and you could let them over here. You could tell your other kids, this should be the Torah that you teach your kids. Let them hear it. Or you could show, wow, I just learned something amazing. I never knew that. Wow. When they're ready, they'll understand that when you get a postcard from your kid who's far away from you, or when you get a hug from someone who, who, who you didn't see in a long time, or you had a fight with, you had bad blood, it's very precious to a parent. Right? And Hashem is always there for us. So these are the messages we have to bake, 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 bake into the kids. So Pesach is coming. It's very hard times for them. It's very limiting. We have to realize that you have to find out from a Pesach. I got a call today that the other children don't want to come because they have to use wine that's not Mavosho and they're gonna, this kid is going to make it Yayin Nesach and so therefore they don't want him to come they're going to put it in bags and they're going to make a whole big thing and they're going to embarrass this kid and they're going to ruin this kid's life over Yayin that's not Mavosho. So first of all, I told them, call your Paisik, because I heard from many Paiskim, your Rav also, by the way, which I'm surprised I didn't hear it firsthand, but someone who was here at group said that he asked your Rav, and he said that it's not Yain Nesach for these kids. Okay? Very interesting. So if, it's, if you get a Psach, it's not Yain Nesach, everybody can calm down. Let's say it is Yain Nesach, so you have to make a decision. What does Hashem want? Ask your Rav. Does Hashem want us to have not Mavashal wine and be Mavazah our brother and be marachic them and cause them who knows what kind of grief physically and spiritually or would Hashem say right maybe this year you could have mavushal wine or maybe grape juice right or maybe Hashem would say you know what I don't really need your abracasis if you're going to kill your brother maybe maybe that's not so important if you're on a Hatzala call you have to choose well I'm about to have abracasis but someone's choking I don't know ask your rabbi we had somebody here Gingy was here and the story was that someone bought him Psicha Fanila for $8,000. And as he's about to do Psicha, which he really wanted that Psicha and needed that Psicha, somebody at the other end of the shul had a heart attack right then. He's thinking, save the guy's life? We'll do Psicha Lanila. You know, hmm, maybe somebody else could take care of him. No, Hashem wants you to go save the guy's life. No, my Abrakhoisis is very important to me. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. So you have to teach your kids that the same mitzvahs I said of Achilas Matzah. There's a mitzvah say of tefillin, mitzvah say of tzitzis, mitzvah say of lulav. There's a mitzvah say called v'halachta bedrachav. And a mitzvah say, by the way, is very precious. In our religion, if you have to look at it as income, how much in a business, let's not get crazy, say 10 billion. In your business, what would be a mitzvah say value? Like $10,000? You make a deal, $10,000. Mitzvah say is boom, it's very nice. Right? To do a mitzvah say. You could do hundreds of mitzvah say's because of these kids. They give you so much opportunity. Look how much mitzvah say's in the course of a year you're going to do. Which mitzvah say? Go in the path of God. How do you go in the path of God? So the Sifri says, the Medrash says, Hashem says, you want to be like me? 
You get ding, 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 ding. You get a mitzvah say. It's like you put on film 12 times today. V'olachta bedracha. How do you do v'olachta bedracha? Mahu rachom. Af'ata havei rachom. Mahu chana. Af'ata havei chana. So instead of being judgmental, which makes the kid worse, makes the kid off longer, which gives you more pain, instead you go ahead and be makarev, have rachmonas, have rachom and chanon, find out what those things are, which makes the kid better anyway, so you get out of this mess quicker, and then people talk about you less, right? So everybody wins. But in the meantime, you have money in the bank. And even if you do this mahalach, and it's the wrong mahalach, but you're going to end up either way with thousands of mitzvahs essays in the Torah. Because it's definitely mahu racham avata racham. It doesn't say mahu judgmental avata judgmental. It doesn't say mahu can't um, give a nice word to someone and compliment them avata be that way. And it doesn't say mahu ignores people avata ignores people. It doesn't say that. It says mahu racham avata have racham. So when you use racham and chanon, you get mamash mitzvahs say in the Torah like you put on tefillin. And the Siva Shalom brings out, it doesn't just say mahu racham avata act like a racham. It doesn't just say just like Hashem is a Racham, even though you want to kill the kid, but, okay, Abby's going to kill me if I, if I don't do that, so I'm not going to do that because I don't want to get in trouble, so I'm going to be nice to him. No. So in the beginning, you got to fake it. You know what? I have no choice. I can't be Merachik, this kid. Uh, my spouse is going to kill me, and I'm going to get fired from Twisted Parenting, and I get thrown out, I'm going to flunk. I don't want to do that. And then my Rebbe, my Rav is going to call me, and and it's going to be, okay, you know what? I have no choice. I'm going to be merciful. That's the beginning. You know what? i got to buy things that I don't want to buy. i got to spend money I don't have. i got to go out of my way. i got to be up at night. I got, oh, you know what? I don't have a choice. Okay, that's a good start. Fine. But the real thing is, after a while, we have parents here who worked on themselves and became merciful. They became merciful. Not that the first blick, the first reaction is, oh, I'm going to kill him. And then you calm down and you act with Rachmanis, which, you know, we'll settle for that. But they became a Racham. They looked at the kid with the first look, and they said, Nebuch, shefalu. Why would my kid want to be like that? Nebuch. Kid comes out and they shave half their head. What's your first look? My first look is, what happened to this kid? Because I know that they didn't have a good life if that's what you ended up doing today. What had to happen to you to make that decision? You know what had to happen? A lot of bad stuff. When I go out on the street and I see this kid and he got new piercings, I say, oh, Nebuch, what happened to him? I think about what happened to him because when he was born, he didn't have piercings, okay? And in order to go from zero to, to 18, in those 18 years, and end up with piercings and end up with shaved head and end up with tattoos. Kid got a tattoo. I say, Nebuch, what happened to this kid when he was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? that made this kid act this way? Havei rachum. Stop judging and then regretting that you judged wrong. Just start loving the kids and being a rachum. And by the way, like all the people are telling us, like Rabbi Leza uh, uh, Tauber, right, who was here? Israel Tauber. I spoke phenomenal. You can't just do this to this kid and then treat your wife like dirt. You can't do this to this kid and treat your, your husband like dirt. And you can't be nice to this kid and then treat all your other kids like dirt. Become a rachum. Change your attitude. Stop judging everybody. Stop thinking that if you were them, you could do better. You can't. Everybody knows their own limitations. Nobody wants to get what they deserve. Everybody wants Rachmanos, and everybody wants extra, right? So when you put it all away, and you become really a Racham, you get a mitzvah say in the Torah, you get a happier spouse, you get a happier life, you get happier kids. There's no downside. No downside. Correct? So that's really what we're all about.
People think, oh, you go to Avi, he tells you give them whatever they want. That's like so missing the boat. First of all, I don't believe you should give them whatever they want. But you should give them what they need. And what looks to them as a want is really a need. They're very fair. They're very fair. After you give them what they really need, okay, they're not going to keep on pulling from you. Okay? They really have needs that you thought were wants. No, they're needs. They're very fair. I bet on them every single time. They always prove me right. They're much more reasonable than the parents are, I've got to tell you. <laughs> okay? They're really reasonable. They have needs. <coughs> they're in their room. They want to die. Yes, they need a television, so they don't want to die. They need gaming consoles, and they need all kinds of stuff, and some of them never need drugs. You know what? They, it's a need. This kid who went out looking for ecstasy, he had a need. His serotonin level was plummeting, just like a diabetic, just like anybody else. It's a need. We don't understand it. So meanwhile, we judge, right? And then afterwards, you get trained, and we go, oh, mm, I mean, I, I, I guess I was wrong. I didn't know. Stop judging, right? What did, what did Rav Yaman Eisenberger say from his Rosh Hashiva of Koppelman? Right? To hate people, there's a lot of halachas. You're going to talk Lashon Hara? It's your Avera. You're going to judge wrong? It's your Avera. You're going to, you're going to get, make machlekas? It's your Avera. It's very difficult, I'll be tired to hate. So you're going to trip on Averas, right? You're going to end up having kas. If you have kas, right? So your kid, you're worried about his Machal Shabbos. You're angry, it's Ki'ilu Oivet Avay and call me the Gehenim Shultan. And you're worried about the kid? Kid will do tshuva one day. What about you? You became a, you became Amish of Gehenim, and it's Ke'ilu Oved Avay So you come Yom Kippur, and Hashem says, wow, you did Avay Dezara this year 25,000 times. What are you talking about? Yeah. Kala HaKayis Ke'ilu Oved Avay Okay? So, let's understand. These kids are good. Don't judge them. Work with them. And all of a sudden, we do the work on ourselves. Kamayim Apanim Apanim Kein Leva Adam Adam. So my pshat in that is... Just like kamayim, that changes pure, delicious, sweet, clean water, can change a punim that is dirty to a clean face. Kamayim apanim lepanim, kain lev adam adam. So to your delicious, beautiful, sweet, caring, loving, pure, clean hearts can change the adam, which is dirty, to be another adam, to be a clean adam. You're the only chance that your kids have. There is nobody else. That can do it. You can hope Home Sweet Home will come in with 30 people with $100,000. Guess what? We closed up last year. Done. You're stuck. These are your kids. you got to deal with it. So you got to realize we have an assignment from Hashem. We're going to stand up to an assignment. We're going to do all the things that we need to do. As the Chazanish said, We're not pushing them away. We're not pushing them away. This family called me. She said, Oh, my, my children, they're busy with the wine. They're busy with the wine. We had a story. I showed you guys the picture. Nice, sweet boy. Yes, he had a struggle. He probably had good reason for it. Probably went through pain. And he came to a family, and someone in the family said, He belongs in You don't belong here. Ten minutes later, he hung himself. So really, you're going to have your family come together, and your kip is going to come to the table, and they're going to be hiding the wine. Oh, don't look, because you're Mechal Shabbos. Do you know that the kid's not going to hurt himself? For sure he's going to be Merachikim. For sure it's against the Psaq of the Chazanish. For sure it's going to make him more Mechal Shabbos for longer in his lifetime. It doesn't work. So we have to be Mekarev. Be Mekarev and Mekarev and Mekarev. And you'll realize you get skill. You get skill. And all of a sudden the kid becomes calmer. And all those problems that they have outside in the world, as is Hashem, we don't have. We had no Shomer being called. Out of all of the... And I take the worst cases. Right? You guys have to work hard to get into this group. Okay? No shomim being called. Shomim is called a few times a week with all kinds of domestic violence. We don't, have, we don't call shomim. Shomim? We don't need shomim. 
The only person I would go shomrim is some of the fathers, actually, you know. Some of the parents, usually the fathers. Right? Kids in shomrim? These are sweet kids, the pussycats. If they're not acting like a pussycat, you are doing something wrong. You're causing them to act out of their nature and to get angry and to get violent. So think of the mushal. You open up your door, and there's a big dog. And he's going, <laughs> a big dog. You're going to go over to him, and you're going to say, what are you doing? Get out of here. He's going to bite your head off. When you see these kids on the street, and they're smoking on Shabbos, and you say, chutzpah, smoking, you're not embarrassed. Guys, with, the, with the hat, you're smoking on Shabbos. They bite your head off. F you, get out of here. So what do you do? You have a big dog. So you want to win? What you do is you get on your knees. You show him, I'm not scared of you. I'm not trying to hurt you. We're not, we're not enemies. You get on your hands and your knees. You go low, low, low down. And all of a sudden, you just stay there and you calm him down. And after a while, see, he sees, I don't have to be scared of this person. You get some, you get some food. You bring it over. You mahana him. Here, take food. Take stuff. I don't know, bones to chew on. Whatever you, whatever you like. Okay? 60-inch television. Whatever works for the dog. Okay? You give him, you throw him, throw him a bone. Okay? You throw him a bone. And after a while, he calms down. And you calm down, eventually he's going to put his head down on your lap and he's going to show you where his pain is. And this is something that we've had many times, years later, where the kids can talk about their pain and you can be a part of their life instead of judging them wrongfully from the outside. You can be in the inside, understanding them and being with them through their life. So if you're going ahead, head to head with your kid and he's saying, F you, you're doing something wrong. It's not working. You've got to change course. You've got to go down on your hands and knees. Says from the from 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 Rameir Shapiro, Rameir Shapiro says, "What was the story with Gehazi? This kid, he went ahead and he and he died, right? I don't remember the whole story, so guys, help me out with that. I wasn't prepared to say it over, but anyway, so Gehazi, right? So the boy died, right? So they came running, Elisha, right? Elisha. First Gehazi came and he tried something with a stick, right? It didn't work. Elisha came." And he put his hands on his hands, and he put his mouth on his mouth, and he put his body on his body, he warmed him up, and he became alive. So after Mayor Shapiro, right, said, that's how you deal with somebody. You're going to try with a stick, it's not going to work. You want to help someone who's dead, spiritually these kids are dead, you, you put your hands on their hands. You take your hand into your hand, you show them I care about you, what, what your concerns are, my concerns, okay? You show them love, you show them support. You put your eyes in their eyes, you get down to their level, and you warm them up from your warm relationship, you can make Tchiyas HaMesim. And that's what we're hoping for, that everybody should be Zaycha to see Tchiyas HaMesim, that these kids who are, they seem to be down and out, I've seen it so many times, all of a sudden that Neshama starts to flicker. All of a sudden, Shabbos comes up, things happen, it'll happen, Be'ezus Hashem. So you're going to warm them up and be so connected to them, that this kid says, my best friend, the person that I am so close, I am the most comfortable around, Tati and mommy. I don't know what it is about them. They're just like, I don't know. They're just comfortable. And they always make me feel good. And without even thinking about it, subconsciously, they will go to wherever they feel the most accepted. So make sure that you do whatever you need to, that that is your home. That is your home. 